are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how's it going today? Fantastic, Jeff. And you? It's going really well. Uh, excited for the guests that we have with us today. Uh, normally, we're just talking to one person. Currently, we are talking to two. Yeah, usually we have a bit of a one-man advantage, which yeah. is, you know, frankly, I think, and sometimes we need it just to keep up. Uh, so we're going to probably be blown out of the water today and just hand everything over to Christina and Tony. I mean, maybe our host jobs will just go away. Yeah, well, they both have experience probably even more than we do with hosting a podcast, so it's probably not the worst idea. Nice. Um, so joining us today, we have Christina Fugis uh, with Gardner Media. Christina, you are the editorial director at Mold Making Technology and as well as other trade publications. Absolutely. Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. I am excited to talk about our podcast um, specifically because of the type of focus and format that Tony created with the Manufacturing Alliance podcast. It's very much in sync with our community of the mold making brand. So I'm thrilled to give it some exposure and to share it with others who might want to join us um, or do something similar. Wonderful. And uh, the Tony you were speaking of is Tony Demakis, uh, sales and marketing specialist at Alliance Specialties and Laser Sales, and also the initial founder of the Manufacturing Alliance podcast. Welcome to the program, Tony. Thank you, guys. Good morning. We're happy to be here and, uh, you know, just share our story a little bit. So um, first, let me say that you guys do a great job, and I, I don't want to take over that at all because <laughs> I say the same thing. <laughs> Look, this is like a podcast about podcasts. It reminds me of the old days of blogging, where every blog post was about blogging. Yes. You yes. Know. So you had to talk about all your friends who blogged as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> there were only a few of you. That's just, um, that's just natural growth. You have to do that. And we're all in this together, right, Tony? That's it. That's it. <laughs> one, one just hopes that it gets beyond our own borders and that other people actually listen or read what we're producing. <laughs> so, uh, Tony... Um, you wouldn't mind, uh, why don't you kick this off by telling us a little bit about how you came to um, uh, Alliance Specialties and uh, how you began to form the, the podcast as a, as a marketing tool and idea. Sure, I'd be happy to. So um, we have to go back a little while. My wife and I had a graphic design and marketing company for about 12 years. And in that time, I was doing work for Alliance Specialties and Laser Sales, which is a um, plastic injection service company that my father started 39 years ago. So I was always doing marketing for that company. And over time, we realized that, you know, we just didn't want to be in this self-employed graphic design marketing business anymore. It got harder and harder to um, get clients to realize the the power and the benefit of of the work that we were doing. And at the same point, um, Alliance needed more work. And so uh, my father and I, after a interesting conversation, decided that we would make this a full-time position and uh, we'd give it a whirl. And shortly after joining the company, I also realized that I was kind of out over my skis and didn't know much about the industry or the people in the industry. And it was kind of hard to get that network growing. And so um, being a fan of podcasts and, um, and really thinking, what can we do that's a little bit different? Um, I know a, a few people in, in the mold making space and the, and the characters are amazing. I mean, the, the personalities of mold makers and molders is just, 
extraordinary. And it's got to be the same thing in all manufacturing. So um, I decided to just buy some equipment and start a podcast and um, and tell the stories of mold makers, molders, manufacturing as a whole um, of of those companies that are you know primarily U.S. based and work to do what I can to um, start learning more people, learning more processes, learning what what's out there and help to hopefully grow the industry so that we're all more busy and um, and and it flourishes and, and people know what's happening back there. So that, that was really how it got started. And you needed a little bit of help uh, along the way, I'm assuming, and found Christina in some way, shape or form. So Yeah, Christina and I have known each other for quite some time because uh, Alliance has advertised with uh, mold making technology since the very beginning. Right. And um, so because of that, I, I was the guy that was sending in ads at the last minute and saying, when can I get an extension till? And uh, I've been that guy, too. <laughs> yeah. So like I, like I said, before we started, I live in the ish. And so she kind of got used to that. And we built up, a, a, you know, a relationship of being able to communicate with each other and and uh, have some fun with that. And um, so when this idea all came about, she was the first person I reached out to, to try and um, have a co-host because I knew she would be great at it. I knew that she has an extensive network of the exact people that I was trying to reach and um, the respect that she has in the community. I had no doubt at all that, that people would respond to her and we'd be able to start moving things forward. So it was a, it was a obvious choice for me. Thank you, Tiffany. Christina, this has been, uh, I mean, it's interesting because, of course, Tony is approaching this through the lens of of, of how do we reinvigorate content uh, and reimagine content marketing for a, um, a somewhat traditional family uh, business manufacturer. Uh, and meanwhile, from your side of the coin, uh, as a media company and uh, one that's focused on trade publications for manufacturers, I mean, you've been dealing with a, a, a sea change uh, in, in your environment over the last decade or so. So in some ways, they're trying to find a, a new channel, um, and, and, and you're trying to navigate this uh, complexity from the other side. Talk to me about that. Sure. Um, first, I, I guess I want to tell you a little bit about myself. So I've been in niche trade publishing for more than 25 years now. Um, with most of that experience with uh, my current brand, Moldmaking Technology, uh, for which I was a partner in launching back in 98. So we're celebrating our 20 year anniversary this year, hooray for us. Um, and then we were acquired by Gardner Business Media in 2004. So Gardner Business Media is a publisher of 12 titles focused on one area, manufacturing. And our goal is to bring industrial buyers and sellers together um, through an integrated approach to media, you know, whether that's print publications, websites, newsletters, webinars, research, in-person events, social media, um, video features and interviews, custom content, and yes, now podcasts. So, and all that is focused on showing best practices and practical how-to information, explaining technology and how to help our customers to be more competitive, you know, in today's environment. Um, Gardner is also a family organization, much like Tony's company. Um, it was founded in 1928 as Gardner Publications. So talking about the sea change, uh, I, 
trying to think it was a few years ago, they changed the name from Gardner Publications to Gardner Business Media. Uh, and we've also, we've pretty much stopped referring to our brands as like Mold Making Technology Magazine. We dropped the magazine because we are more than that now. So, you know, dabbling in all the different ways to get content out there. I, it feels like we are just content, not just, we are content producers now, you know, beyond being an editor, you're just constantly producing content in any way your reader wants to get it. So it is a challenge, but it's also exciting. So being in the podcast realm, just another way to reach um, our readers. And mole making is, it's a pretty niche I don't know if you're familiar with mole making technology. I guess I should state that first or ask that because it addresses the complete life cycle of a mold from the design, the manufacturing and the maintenance of a mold. So we always say design to first shot. So once it goes into the molding machine, we're out. And one of our sister publications, plastics technology kicks in. So we're focused on bringing our audience what's new and what works in mold manufacturing, anything from successful business practices to manufacturing strategies. So that could be an article, right? An application story, a shop profile, a tip of the month. So a podcast is just another vehicle to provide that same content to a new reader or teaching our existing readers how to get content in different ways. So that's kind of how I've looked at this podcast. Um, and is it your first uh, uh, kick at the cat, as it were? Uh, is it your first podcast? Uh, yes, it is. Other brands. So in some ways, was this a bit of an experiment for you to, to really just see, okay, to what extent can we use this uh, this channel? To what extent does our content kind of, can we repurpose it and adjust oh, it definitely. slightly? I guess talk to me about that. And, 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 and to what extent has it, have you, have you found it succeeding in, um, uh, differences between it attracting new versus, uh, I guess, um, uh, providing a, yet another channel for existing uh, audience members? I think it's kind of both at this point. We've been Tony and I together I, since January or February when he first approached me. And I was, what was it? was oh, AMBA right. conference was the, was, the first, was the first recording. And that was telling your story and the story of the magazine. That's right. So that was the American Mold Builders Association Convention. That's right. Um, so getting to experience being the guest on one, uh, which I, he was chasing me forever to do it. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. It was a year. It was a solid year. So I, I don't want to put the focus on myself. This is ridiculous. And it was so much fun and just on a personal level and for my brand, right? The mole making brand, I was like, wow, this is great exposure. And it just so happened to happen in a year where we were celebrating a milestone. So we were, I was able to highlight that, which it was just, a, it was just another avenue for us to get more exposure. And it worked because people, and as Tony can attest to it too, people noticed getting the emails or getting the phone calls of not even knowing the story of the brand. It was a way for me to share, which is, was the purpose of me hooking up with Tony, I want to get our readers to share because that is a tough thing to get mold makers, I guess, no matter what age they are, to share what they're doing and what's going on in their shops. So the podcast to me was a way of getting inside their shops physically, sitting down, relaxing, kind of what you guys did with us, open up for a little bit, get to know them, you know, get a shop tour, 
um, and then start talking. It's amazing what Tony and I have been able to, I mean, truly amazing. The stories we're getting out of people that what I'm doing a typical case study, right, or a technology article with these guys or gals, uh, you don't get that out of them. You know, they're, sometimes they can be very closed mouth when you're talking about technology, right, or shop processes. But we've kind of taken this podcast to more focusing on the people, which does tie in technology and process, but it's really focusing on them. They seem to open a lot, open up a lot more. So that's kind of, that's been fun and so valuable because I think the new generation coming in, um, they appreciate that and they're, it's, I think it's easier for them to open up, but it's teaching the more seasoned generation that, that it's okay. And I've actually gotten good story leads and made new contacts and I've solidified some other relationships by, by doing these podcasts. This is one thing that I have found to be a, an interesting theme or pattern amongst folks that I know um, who who have uh, you know have got into podcasting uh, a bit of late or, or uh, and almost it doesn't seem to matter uh, the sector. Um, what I hear them saying is this podcast is an awfully uh-huh. great excuse to connect with people, um, which I, I kind of just love this notion of. Because people, I mean, I think sometimes when we think about new media, digital media or whatever, and it's kind of weird to think of podcasts as new, they've been around a while and just experiencing a bit of a resurgence. But, um, you know, we, we often think of them as being less personal as a result and less predicated on uh, relationships. But in some ways, it seems like the opposite is happening. And I, I even remember, Tony, you mentioning that in in our lead up to, uh, to going live today, um, that you saw it as really... It's just a great excuse to connect and talk with customers. Absolutely. So one of the one of the rules or guidelines that I have is I this is the first podcast that we've done not in the same yes. room. So whether it's in Michigan or California or um, Illinois or wherever it is, we try to make a point to schedule time with the with the with the interviewee and um, go out there and see them and really experience what their shop is, who they are as people and sit eye to eye um, and, and really engage and, and hear their story. And, you know, sometimes we've had, you know, um, somebody's wife come in and sit it's with us and, and share and right? be part of that. Um, right, right. It's, it's, it's building relationships. And um, I'm well, guys, we have a face for, we both have a face for radio here. So therefore we've, we've tried to keep this uh, relationship at a distance, but look, we assure you it's for your own good. Well, I, I, I guess I appreciate that, but, um, you know, I, I've, I've never seen you guys, so I, I can't, I can't comment. I saw your photos. I think you're underestimating your looks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. It, sorry, it's a very Canadian thing to do to play that down. We can't help it. I I, am, I appreciate I your self-deprecating humor that you have because <laughs> I uh, we 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 also have a little bit of that, and it's I mean it's fun. It's honest, right? I I don't pretend that I'm the best at this. I'm new at this, but I enjoy it, and I'm having fun with it. And um, it's it, and there are sometimes Tony, there are things when we when we listen back to something we've done, we'll be like. Hmm. Should we 
let that go? Should we edit that out? Do we become do we become too informal? Oh yeah, yeah I love editing. There's, there's a editing line, right? Where do we become too informal? Am I representing the brand appropriately? And I think I get a little more nervous about that sometimes than Tony. You do. And and I think that's because when we go into these places, what we end up having is is um, four friends sitting around a table having a conversation. And that is how we see this podcast is it's not going to be technical information. That's not, we are not technical data. I don't want to be technical data because I that's not my wheelhouse. Um, when I first talked to Christina about it, it was it was let's build relationships and let's tell people stories. Let's sit down and have four people sitting around and sharing stories about what's happening in manufacturing and mold making in in their lives, how they got to where they are. Um, what is their story? I want to tell their story. Um, when Kelly and I, my wife and I had our, our, uh, marketing company or design, I believe that everything is based on a story. Um, there's a story behind everything and that's what engages people. That's what keeps people's attention is, is the, is the yeah. why behind it. Not what are you doing? Who cares? Anybody, is, everybody can do the same thing. It doesn't matter, but why did you get to where you are? That's what I want to understand. And that's how I like to connect with people and figure out, you know, what it is about them. What are they doing? How did they get to this point? Um, how are they going to grow? Where, where are they in their life and their personal journey? All that stuff is, and it seems weird to say all that stuff about a manufacturing podcast, but that's, that's where I think it's different. I agree. And for mold making, I look at it as the podcast was a different way to deliver different content. We focus on the technology and process and all of our other avenues. So this was a great way for me to be like, I love the people of mold making. This was a great way just to focus on them. So that it was a clear distinction to me also, like technology over here, podcast is people. And it's it's clear to me um, how how that excuse to connect with customers, to build that additional rapport, would lead to a deeper understanding of uh, of 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 their motivations, not just as people, but as buyers as well. Like you learn more about them as customers, not just as uh, as people. For sure, uh, Tony, you um, you're mentioning in the in the pre-show as well that you had your initial idea for the podcast was to actually go out and interview your largest competitor. Yes. Um, how did that go over with your dad? Uh, you know, at first he, he looked at me really, really puzzled. And that, and that customer is, um, is, uh, Stacy Bales from Bales Metal Finishing. And I have no problem saying their, their name because we're good friends now. And it's because we did that podcast. Um, but when we initially did this, I, um, I told my dad what I wanted to do. And he said, I, I don't understand it, but whatever you think, I trust you. And I said, okay, um, I want to interview Stacy Bales. And he said, in your dad way. <laughs> you know, that's our biggest competitor. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he looked at me very puzzled and said, you know, that's our biggest competitor. And I said, yeah, I know. Um, but you know, she has an audience that we don't have and I would like them to hear our story. And we have an audience that she doesn't have. And just because we do some things that are similar, we do plenty of things that are different. So if we can build a relationship between the both of us and we get, she can refer 1% of work that we're not getting and she's sending somewhere else and we can do the same thing for her. Then we both benefit. I wasn't concerned that we were going to lose our customers. We have really good customers that we've built great relationships with. If they're going to leave me because there's another option that they just learned about and nobody's just learning about Stacy Bales or, or their company, 
they've been around for 39 years as well. So if they decide to leave because I introduced them to the world on a podcast, which is not what happened, then they weren't my customers to begin with. They were just looking for another option and they hadn't found it yet. So exactly. because of that, Stacy and I have a great relationship now. We've done work together and um, it's it's really helped. And I think because... Because you're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. There's 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 so much work out there that there's no reason to fight about it. I mean, um, yeah, we all want more. Uh, that's just human greed. But when we're full and we're we need to outsource somewhere, it's good to have those relationships and partnerships with those people that you trust and that you've spent time with. You're listening to The Coolering, conversations on manufacturing marketing. Don't forget to subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the coolering. That's KULAPartners.com slash the coolering. How have you found the podcast as a vehicle for actual kind of lead creation and, and finding new customers? Has, has it uh, been a useful vehicle in that way? I've gotten him into some good shops. She has, but she has a very strict, firm rule that when, when, because, so quick backstory, there was a lot of fear and hesitation from um, Christina right. and some of the other people there because we are an advertiser. Truth be told, Alliance is an advertiser with mold making technology. And um, we do that because we value what mold making technology brings to the marketplace, which is, again, one of the reasons that I really wanted to work with her. And so there was a there was a hesitation because um, of a competitive advantage, if you will, that um, because they're working with us, it may not look favorable to other people in our same space, our competitors. And um, so we I have a very. I have a rule as well. I don't like to promote Alliance while we're doing the podcast. That's not my goal. My goal at that moment is to engage and learn about the customer. What it, not the customer, the person we're talking to, um, which hopefully down the line will turn into a customer. But, you know, from all the shows that we do, maybe we mention it a little bit because it ties into something that's similar to what they're going through. But my goal is never to promote Alliance while I'm there. I want to talk about them, learn about them, and promote their business and what they're doing to the best of my ability, and that's my that's my whole goal. But that being said, yes, we've we've uh, we've talked to some really interesting people and some some shops that I typically would not have been able to get into on my own, and um, that's because of that partnership and that relationship. And yeah. It is very unique that we have a technology service supplier partnering up with a media company. It does. I feel like that's pretty unique and I, I hope it can continue um, that way because it is, it's just different. And, it, and he's right. There's a nice clear separation between who he is in terms of the president of a company that supports us versus the founder of a podcast, getting to know people. And I think it works really well. And he's, I, you do a great job with that, Tony. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it. But she does make sure to tell me every time we get to the door <laughs> of some place. Listen, I don't want to hear anything exactly. from you. Don't <laughs> don't go in guns blazing with your calendars and your folders and your business cards and your this and your that. Just no, this is not that. I said, I know, I know, right. I understand. But I brought these brochures. Yeah, what am I? What am what I? What am I going to do with? Them? Yeah, maybe I'll just leave them here don't in give the them lobby. Any ideas. We'll make some paper airplanes <laughs> and have a contest. <laughs> <laughs> 
Carmen and I are both consummate sales guys, so <laughs> we'll always be looking for that angle, you know. But you know what? It it's um on top of that, not not even just that, but it's allowed us to yes. Yes. Uh, do live shows at NPE or IMTS or Amerimold and and have a whole new audience where people are able to see us. They've been really the fun ones. I forgot about, about those. Like the ones um, that Tony has helped put together that we, I don't know if you're familiar with, obviously, IMTS, NPE, doing panel podcasts live from a trade show. They were fantastic. And the, and the exposure that got the manufacturing yeah. podcast um, brand as well as mold making was awesome. The traffic walking by and well, what's going on over there, right? I mean, that, that worked really well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Christine, I'd be curious to, to know uh, how you've seen the, the, the podcast um, um, uh, grow the audience. I, 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 what, even what kind of media mix you're seeing uh, be more successful in, in your business these days? Are you seeing an increased focus on in-person events, as an example? Yes. So th this is a tough space we're in right now. I, I still think it's, it's transforming um, what we're doing. And I... I can't say for certain, you know, what one is better than the other. I know that, yes, live in-person events, and I can only speak for Gardner, that is the greatest area of growth right now for the company. So, which is awesome because there was a time not too long ago where people were opting out of trade shows, you know, because of the internet, you know, I can look up a supplier online. I don't need to see them face to face. Right. But that has been People have been craving that on-site, again, what you said, Carmen, the whole connection aspect. So a lot of our conference events and our trade shows um, have been taking off. Um, webinars are another thing, which I know they've been around forever also, but they've also um, been taking off as a way to deliver content, especially ones where it's not just a technology supplier speaking or presenting, but they're getting a customer. You know, so a shop to kind of lead that discussion online. Um, a lot of our um, social media, I mean, we're required, you know, to be using this. How can we not stay relevant? But as you probably will know, it's tough to know if that's working right now. I still struggle with that. I I'm doing it all. Like we're, we're repurposing a lot of content and um, constantly. I think we have consistent messaging across every platform that's out there. Um, it's tough for an editor nowadays having to do that, but I have gotten people. Um, it was Charlie from Webco Plastics who ended up being uh, a contributor to the magazine. Um, he is also, we did a podcast with that company. I met him because of being on Twitter. He's like, oh, I noticed all your activity on Twitter. You know, I'm Charlie. I was blown away by that. So as soon as you hear something like that, you know, it motivates you to continue doing whatever it is you're doing. You know, so that works. And we have e-newsletters too, and they've taken, they've taken off also. It's, it's really just giving them the content in as many ways as you can until we can figure out actual true custom content, right? I would love to be able to give Joe Smith from ABC Mold the exact content he wanted, when he wanted it, in the exact format he wants it. And maybe someday that's what we'll all be doing. It's... um. You know, it's whether you speak with somebody who's in the you know daily newspaper business or whether it's somebody in trade pubs. Um, uh, I mean, I think that that uh, for for the manufacturing marketers that are uh, listening to this podcast and um, 
and, and feeling like they're kind of in the midst of a of change. This is something that that you folks have been living for longer, and it's uh, hit your um, it's it, it, it's hit the business uh, mm-hmm. uh, of, of what it is you do in a much more uh, a direct in, in a way. So it's it's always so uh, so interesting to get a chance to speak with you about this evolution. And I do think that there is something about this. Uh, you know, it, you can almost measure yeah. yourselves to death. I think uh, in terms of trying to figure out okay which channel's yeah. the right one, and it's like. Well, you know, it's hard to know which channel is the right one. And like you say, some of these need to be in any way. And, and, and maybe we need to be okay with the fact that we're just creating, um, albeit exactly. sometimes very small on-ramps onto this uh, highway that we're trying to build. But every, every one of those channels is an on-ramp. I, I think it's not a matter of which one. I think it's, the answer is all of them. Right. You, can't, you can't say, I'm only going to do Twitter. I'm only going to do Instagram. I'm only going to be on podcasts. I'm only going to do video because you're missing an entire segment. If you just pigeonhole yourself into one thing, you have to be everywhere and you have to be engaging. You can't create a Twitter account and just read Twitter and expect that to do anything for you. You have to engage with people and, and try and get those conversations started and, and be part of the fun, be part of the conversation, you know, post pictures on Instagram and and start conversations, reply to somebody else's post and, just be not transparent, but transparent. You know, if you like something, tell somebody you like it and and uh, and keep that conversation growing. Yes, exactly. Then you'll get more of it, right? If you tell, if you share your feedback, you'll get more of what you want. We just need to know what that is. And we're kind of being all forced into it anyway, because the next generation exactly. that's entering manufacturing and it is happening, something again, I thought was not going to happen. They're pretty much demanding that. Um, and Gardner... You thought everybody was just going to go away? What do you mean? You didn't think it was going to happen? Yeah. Well, I, I, I was nervous for a while. When we started the magazine, the average age of a mold maker, like our core reader, was 56 years old. You know, 20 years later, I'm a little nervous about that. And then to see what has happened is so exciting. But they do demand a different, you know, a lot of them aren't picking up magazines. And these are the people that are eventually going to be the decision makers, right? Oh, who's buying your equipment, Tony? So if they want content a different way, we need to provide that. Plus, you know what, too? A lot of that different delivery is just more fun to do. Doing video features, you know, and getting on site is sometimes more fun than sitting down writing a technical article. So I'm kind of enjoying learning something new also. And I think those various formats also lend themselves to... Uh, they lend themselves to that tension you expressed earlier when you're like, geez, should we edit that out? Did we get a little too casual? Did we get a little too, um, uh, you know, they, they, they help kind of break down that barrier, um, that, 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 that kind of brand barrier, if you will. And it just becomes people connecting with people then. And, and I think that that is, um, oh, I like that. You, you know, when you're feeling that tension, it probably means that you're doing something right. That's a good quote. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have to use that. Uh, I mean, but you can even tell if you guys, I don't know if you've, you've had a chance to listen to the show at all or, or what, but, um, the, the podcast that we did with, uh, legacy precision mold in, in Michigan was one of my favorite ever because the direction that they went down and what their business means to them and, um, not just to them, but they're, they're, 
their faith and 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 everything was was so awesome to get to tell and share in a manufacturing space. Um, it's not something that a magazine's ever going to cover. It's just not. Right. It's it's not something that a video is going to cover. They're not going to bring that up. But because we were there at that time, at that moment, in that place, and emotional. having the conversations that we were, they totally opened up, and um, it got it got really emotional. And it was a great, great podcast, in my opinion. And the best part was when it was over, when the when the show was over, and we stopped recording, and we're talking with Tom and Tyler, the father and son. They both said, "Man, this went really long," because we talked for about an hour and a half. Um, we, I mean, like I said, it just becomes friends sitting around the table, having conversation and, and nobody wants that to end. So we got done, we're cleaning up and, uh, Tom, the father said, you know, this, this went really, really long. How are you guys going to edit this? And I said, well, we'll, you know, we'll go back through, we'll, we'll see what's what and find where we can, you know, trim some dead space or some silence. So people don't think it's over. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. And he said, I hope it goes without yeah, saying I would rather keep that. the personal stuff in and take the stuff about the business out. Um, so, th and that to me speaks volumes to why we're doing this. It's not just work and technical, it's people. And he's also someone, when we walked into that shop, he was a nervous wreck. Didn't know what a, he didn't know what a podcast was. He was so uncomfortable. And Tony, I don't know if you know, oh, he always didn't, has these kind yeah. of games he does to kind of get people a little more comfortable. And that even was difficult to get through with the two of them. But the more you talk to him, you literally saw his body just relax. And then he he didn't want to shut up. So it was like, wow, we did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Guys, I really thank you for bringing this perspective uh, to the cooler ring today. It, it's been lovely to chat with you and to learn more about how um, how you've. I, I just really feel like we've moved beyond uh, a, a simple content experiment uh, and a different way of doing marketing for a manufacturer. And we're really starting to to, to uncover uh, some of the real benefit to the work that you've been doing around um, around building these relationships and connections. And, uh, and, I, and frankly, it just comes across in your voice. You can tell as you're speaking with you that it's had a real impact on your understanding of those you serve and, and those you get the privilege to work with every day. So I, I thank you for bringing that to the, to the show today. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, I'm glad that you gave us the opportunity. I would, I would love to, uh, um, you know, have. Absolutely. Return the favor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I would, I would love to have your listeners listen to the Manufacturing Alliance podcast on it. I mean, we've, we put it out there everywhere we can and, um, tell us how we can get better. You know, listen to this and go, you know, they, they, I guess they kind of sound a little bit interesting. I'll give them, I'll give them a little bit of a chance. Um, that's all we want is a little bit of a chance and, and tell us, t tell us if we're terrible. If we're terrible, don't listen. We're not going away. Um, so don't tell us to quit because we're not going to do that because we enjoy it. Um, but but, you know, the manufacturing industrial way is continuous improvement. And that's that's what we're looking for. So tell us. And, yeah. and you know, the only way we get better is working with with professionals like you guys. Well, Very look, cool. I am certain that uh, we'll be sure to link up the uh, your podcast and yeah, show notes. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, share the URL with us now. Yeah, please. Well, um, the URL is on the Alliance website, Alliance okay. Laser Sales, um, AllianceLaserSales.com. 
I think you just, uh, folks, if you go to the to the site and just uh, in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a link to the podcast. You'll be able to go from yeah. there. And, uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Please do give it a listen. Exactly. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. All the ones that I've done with Tony are on molemakingtechnology.com. We have a podcast link and you can get them all right there. You can also find all the shows on uh, Mold Making Technologies website as well. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Very cool. Well, thanks so much, guys. We look forward to chatting with you again soon and, and giving your, uh, your right. inclination towards in-person interviews. <laughs> uh, we look forward to welcoming you to Halifax in the very near future. Bye-bye. Oh, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Talk soon now. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.